Feedback Force podcast, the game design analysis podcast of the End Defender community. I'm Kelso. And I'm Kyla. And I'm Carl. And? 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 Oh, yes. I'm <laughs> Maz, I guess. Hooray! We have a guest. A uh, re- returning Ooh. guest. I think I think this is the first time a returning guest has... Uh, well, that we haven't lost uh, an episode. That that uh, the, the first time <laughs> we had a guest. The first time on. a known guest has returned. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a better way of putting it. Yeah. Yay! True. Congratulations on your trailblazing. Yep. Thank you. I shall add, it, add this to my CV. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations and/or apologies um, for putting you for putting you through this multiple times. I guess. Well, no, thank you for having me. Yeah, we uh, we like having guests, so thank you for coming on here. It's great. Um, and we're going to talk about games, but first we're going to talk about our past couple weeks. Well, that'll be easy because I have done I've done my taxes, and that's it. I have oh, not done anything else. Yeah, I still have not done my taxes. <laughs> yeah, it's it's that's a pain. A, that's a thing I should get around to probably. Yeah. Oh well, um, it can wait. <laughs> it, it can wait for like literally one more month, and that's it. Yeah, that's <clears> fine. <throat> I mean, I've I've definitely it's like every other year it seems like I wait until the last minute, but this year I got it done. Nice. You know, in a decent amount of time. So you're an adult now. Uh, yeah. Congrats on your responsible humanhood. Yeah, that's debatable. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I have just been really sick the past uh, week or so. Um, I had some kind of cold or flu of some some something in that nature, uh, and was just bedridden for most of the week. Ugh. That's unfortunate. I'm glad you're feeling better. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's if anyone like normally watches my stream and wonders why I didn't stream last week, that's why. It's because I was like had a crazy sore throat and couldn't like talk. <laughs> The two hours requires. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. I've been writing shaders, and oh my god, it's so much fun. <laughs> is it? It combines like my two favorite things in the world: is like linear algebra and cool shit. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, what what program are you working in? Because I saw like a couple days ago, I saw a pack of uh, shaders for uh, Cinema 4D, and they're like subsurface scattering shaders and they're so pretty like they're beautiful and I it makes me wish I use C4D but I don't so yeah I'm just using right now Unity and yeah. writing in CG that makes sense I guess oh here's the cat hello cat I always find it encouraging to find people who are, like, really excited and passionate about doing something that I have, like, no interest in. Um, because it, it's hopeful, because it means that, like, if I want to be on a project with people at some point, I will find, you know, like, I can find people who really care about doing this thing so I don't have to do it myself. Yeah, I, I mean, I like shaders a lot, and I, I, it, like, if I had devoted myself to, like, 3D more and more technical stuff... I feel like I would have ended up 
doing materials. I actually I sent those shaders to one of my one of my friends, <laughs> and his response was, you know, if somebody ever wants to seduce me, they just need to whisper subsurface scattering into my ear. <laughs> <laughs> and man, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. I I will admit that like a well done shader is like a super sexy thing. Like, oh yeah. It's, it's, you look at it, and you go like, oh my god, look mm-hmm. at that. It's magic. It, it, it kind of is. It is. Yeah. Totally. Um, there was, what was the, I reblogged something recently. Some, some dev, because I follow a lot of devs on Twitter, um, and someone was reblogging, like, images from their new game. Some kind of speed bike going across a desert. But it had this sort of, like... Oh, I know it's actually the game. Yeah. I don't know what the name of it, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've seen it, right? You've definitely yeah. seen it. Um, it has a sort of like cell shadingy, comicy, comic booky sort of look to it. And it's just—it's a gorgeous shader. It's real, real nice. Oh, I need to look this up now. <clears throat> if you go, if you go to my Twitter and like scroll back far enough, you might see it. Although I've been—I've been tweeting a lot lately in the form of like reblogging, uh, retweeting, um, just like cool pictures of caterpillars and <laughs> like funny cat videos and things like that. So you may have to go back a ways. That's fair. I'll 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 um I'll remember that for later. So I'm not just scrolling through Twitter while we're trying to record here. <clears throat> um the the other thing I did the past couple weeks though, um I've been playing Grow Up because at the oh, end yeah. of like we did Grow Home last time for our previous podcast. <clears throat> And uh, Kelso, at the end, you were like, oh, yeah, also there's the sequel, Grow Up. And I'm like, I liked Grow Home. I'll play Grow Up. So I've been playing a bunch of that, and I just, like, beat the main thing of it, like, yesterday. Nice. So it is, as you said, it is kind of more of the same. It's basically like like most sequels. They took what was, like, a really good, fun, core, tight concept, and they just, like, made it bigger and expanded it and, you know, made it, like... You can spend a bunch more time doing it, and also added like three or four mechanics that were really unnecessary. Yeah, <laughs> but that's right. fine because you you can mostly ignore them. Yeah, you so. don't have to do those things. Like the the challenges, I think is probably yeah, the ch- one of the things. Challenges, the the seed you can like uh, like store and plant seeds, yeah. uh, which just has like no use at all, pretty much. Yeah, I. I didn't really use that mostly. Also, there's a dog barking downstairs, so hopefully, uh, that's not, like, super loud. Yeah, it's audible, but okay. not too bad. My, uh, uh my, my parents have taken the puppy to puppy training, the, started last week, so this is their second week of it, so that means they're probably home. But, anyway. Um, yeah. So, also, I know you said you really loved the, like, turning into a ball and rolling mechanic, but I didn't use that at all, either. Oh, yeah, no, I, I barely used it, but I just, I love, I love that as a form of locomotion, just conceptually. So, it was nice to have it a couple of times, but for the most part, I, yeah, for the most part, I didn't use it, so. Yeah. So, if you, last week, listened to us play uh, Grow Home and or played Grow Home with us, and you thought, this is really fun, I would like more of this, get Grow Up. It's just more of that. Yep. Plus some other stuff that you won't use, but it's fine. Yeah, I don't think I did a single challenge when I, when I was actually playing the game. I'm, I, I'm doing the challenges just because I'm, I want, I'm going for the 100% completion, so. That's fair. 
got, I think, two left. Mm. Anywho, uh, Maz, how have you been the past few weeks and or since we last heard from you on this podcast? Which is like, what, a, um, a year and a half, I think, roughly? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a while ago. No, I, uh, I recently moved countries, so, well, basically, I'm just, uh, traveling around, so I'm currently in New Zealand. What? And it's Monday morning. <laughs> oh my god, and here I was thinking that, like, you were still you were still in uh, Sweden, I think, and that it wasn't going to be like that big of a time difference. But that's <laughs> oh boy, that's, that's uh, no, it's twenty one hours, I think, to oh, yeah to Pacific. Jeez, well, but yeah, so I'm I'm in Wellington. I've been here for a few months, uh, meeting up with uh, random Wellington games people and. Everyone's really nice. Nice. I have... uh, I know, like, one person in New Zealand, I guess, besides you now. So (laughs) that would be really funny if you just ended up, uh, like, friends with him. I don't don't actually... I haven't talked to him in a couple years, so I don't know if he... What part of New Zealand he's in. Uh, Small world. Yeah, I feel like everybody knows one person from New Zealand. I don't. (laughs) <laughs> Except Carl. Well, no, I do. Yeah, <laughs> no, you do. You know Maz. I guess until I mean, I guess until Maz moves to another country again, is that like in the? Is that on the horizon? Are you planning on sticking around? No, I mean, I mean, uh, with the visa, I have, I get to <laughs> stick around for a year. Mm-hmm. But yeah, who knows? So far, it's been great because it's been summer and it's been like the hottest summer ever. Oh, jeez. So, it's uh, it's pretty nice. But nice. I don't know. Next, next maybe the UK or back to Sweden. Who knows? Nice. Maybe Finland, somewhere. Dang adventures! That's exciting. Yeah, <laughs> adventuring is fun. Hmm. I am. I am like not quite. I don't think I would be quite brave enough for that. I'm always like, I guess if you, if I only went to like English speaking countries, maybe, but I like, I have like these, like this pathological fear of like getting lost on public transportation and not being able to like properly find my way back. And that is very much magnified when I don't speak local languages. Oh, dude, like that's, that's my main thing when I'm traveling. It's like, <laughs> I love public transport. <laughs> Like big cities, I'll just take the subway wherever and walk around. It's great. I don't know what it is. Something, babe, some something deeply ingrained in me from childhood or something. Um, when I was younger, I was when I was in second grade, so I don't know, however old you are around then, like 10, 12, something like that. Um, I lived for a year in uh, the Czech Republic, and like the first two months or so of my going to school there, I did not speak the language properly. And if you ever want to traumatize a child, <laughs> put them put them in a group of their peers in, in such a way that they're completely unable to communicate with those peers. Oh, no. Uh, add that to my list. <laughs> ways yeah. to traumatize children. Yeah. So, I have a, I have a lot of hang-ups about, like, being understood and being able to communicate clearly and things like that. 
Yeah, see, I, I don't know. My my travel hang-up is just I don't like looking like a tourist because I think... And this, I think, has been uh, magnified since I lived in Seattle. But, like, I don't know. Tourists in Seattle are just annoying because they walk really slow and clog up the sidewalk. And <laughs> I, I think a lot of it also has to do with... Um, being an American and the perception of Americans abroad, like, yeah. <laughs> look, I don't want you to get the wrong idea. I, you need you to can... learn to speak, like, German or something so you can pretend to be a German tourist. Yeah, or you just say you're Canadian, I think is what a lot yeah. of people do. Hmm. Yep, that could work, too. Yeah. That is, that is probably the much easier solution for learning a completely different language. I mean, learning a completely different language is practical in the long run though i think i mean i guess depending on what language you learn or you learn canadian yeah eh. you mean french no <laughs> don't learn french you just gotta say uh sorry and uh talk about tim hortons and you're good mm-hmm. some tim bits this is this has been everything we know about Canada. <laughs> also hockey. Yeah, hockey. Yeah, also hockey. Hockey, and um, I feel like there's one other thing I know about Canada. Maybe not. I can't think. Of, I can't think of it. <laughs> uh, I can't think of it. So. Got really into watching. Not really into watching, but I. Uh, a friend of mine was watching the Olympics, and we were watching the curling, uh, like Damn performances. Canada. And freaking curling is like a really cool sport. <laughs> it's kind of really, it's really nifty. Fun. It's sort of an interesting combination of like strategy and skill and just like very cool. I think we talked about this last week, didn't we? Didn't we talk about I don't know last if we, time? Didn't we I don't talk know about if we talked about we talked we about talked the about Olympics. Olympics. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if we talked about curling specifically. <laughs> anyway, curling, cool sport, possibly a thing enjoyed very much in Canada because Canada of beats winter. Did they? Are you, are you salty about that? <laughs> Not really. We won the women's one. Okay. That's good. You gotta, you gotta take what you can get. <clears throat> yeah. I'm trying to think of a good segue from that into the game and I can't. Speaking of women's um, in activities. Interviews. <laughs> yeah, that's true. People will get interviewed in sporting events. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. And you know what else has interviews in it? The what else? The game we played. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, so, we just finished playing Her Story for our most recent podcast. Um, Her Story is a, an indie game uh, that is sort of experimental. Uh, it is a database narrative um, where the primary mechanic is that you type in um, sentences and you see, you know, you get results uh, in the form of video clips, uh, and then you watch those video clips and try and piece together a story. Uh, and I say this periodically uh, on this podcast, but for this is one of those especially ones. Uh, if you have any interest in playing this and haven't already played it, play it before you listen to the podcast because it is a mystery. And it is about solving a mystery, and if you just listen to the podcast, you will get completely spoiled on that mystery. Um, like, it is literally one of those games like Myst, where if you go into it knowing the answer, there is like a one-step uh, thing that you can do to get immediately to the ending. So, if, you were, if you're interested, if this sounds like a cool idea to you, 
um, you know, turn the podcast off and go play it and then come back. Um, but now that that disclaimer is out of the way. Yeah. Um, so the idea, the premise is that you are in front of a very old, like, police terminal, I guess. Um, and you have access to these archives of uh, interviews with uh, a suspect in, an, in a police interview room. And all of the dialogue within the within each video clip uh, has been processed such that it's indexed and you can search by um, various words. And if that word appears somewhere in the dialogue for the scene, uh, then it will come up as a search result. And so your goal is to kind of piece together the narrative of what happened uh, with this woman who's being interviewed. Um, and I, I must say, I was it is not what I was expecting. <laughs> I guess because it was, uh, it's like a, you know, an experimental game and it's titled Her Story. I was expecting it to be some kind of like, um, some, some gender examination of some kind. Um, but no, it's like super pulpy noir type stuff. Yeah, I was into it. I wasn't expecting to, like, be as into it as I was, but yeah, it got interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's, um, the, I guess we can just, since we're spoiling stuff here, again, you were warned. Um, the basic story is that there is this woman, so a man is dead, uh, and they have brought in his uh, wife for questioning. Um, he was found in, like, like his body was found in a bunch of plastic bags in her basement. Um, and so over the course of questioning, you learn a little bit about their marriage, and you learn that this woman is actually one of a pair of secret twins um, who whose sister was, like, stolen at birth by a midwife, and they grew up pretending to be the same person. Um, and then there was a whole, like, weird love triangle with this guy, and in the end, the the uh, wife was jealous and accidentally murdered her husband and they tried to cover it up. Yeah. Although, I, so I am somewhat unclear if the intent was they are actually secret twins or they are like, she has multiple personality disorder and it's all in her head. Uh, well, I think they are actually secret twins because only one of them well, okay, I mean, I guess this is, like, an unreliable narrator thing, but, like, one of them is pregnant? Yeah. Well, yeah. And only one of them has a tattoo, also. Yeah, well, there's that. So that's probably the best indicator. Uh, although we don't know when in the timeline she got that tattoo. It could be, like, after yeah. the early interviews. So uh, there's, there's room for interpretation here, for sure. Yeah. Also, there's, like, the story about the midwife wouldn't really make sense for a single... Well, so. yeah, but again, unreliable narrators, who knows, right? Like, yeah. she could be just completely making that up. Because um, there's, like, there's also a running theme throughout of, like, how she loves fairy tales. And, like, these ideas of, you know, like, princesses and princes and evil witches and, you know, like, secret twins and things like that. Um, so I think there is some ambiguity to it. Although she goes into a lot of physical detail for it to not be... 
a real thing. Like, she talks about, like, oh, yeah, you know, when one of us would lose a tooth, we'd have to, like, pull out the tooth of the other twin to match. It's like, that's creepy as hell. Yeah, I think the the thing that casts the most doubt on the literal interpretation for me, this, there was a line where the, like, so that Hannah is the one that is married to Simon, the dead man. And her twin sister, who was, like, allegedly stolen by the midwife at birth, was named Eve. Um, and eventually, like, the Eve is the one who, like, explains everything that happened. Um, and you get basically the whole story from her. But she says something in one, in one, uh, video log where she says, like, well, my sister's gone now and she's never coming back. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't know yeah, how to interpret she, that. She also says that the one that made me not sure was she says something like, what are you going to do, arrest someone who doesn't exist? And I'm not sure, like, how to interpret that. Maybe she's talking about the fact that, like, she doesn't have any records because her birth was, like, not recorded or something like that. But it's that's still, like, a really weird and ambiguous way of putting it. I assume that this was intentionally ambiguous. Like, I assume it's yeah. not a matter of, like, we're just failing at interpreting it. I assume that they left this open. Um, yeah, for sure. For people to... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's... Uh, I think it's much more interesting that way when it's intentionally left uh, unambiguous. So then you get to talk about it as mm-hmm. we're doing. Yeah, Absolutely. You were saying that, and I was nodding, and I realized that nodding is useless on a podcast. So, yes, 100%. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, I So I was reading up on, like, so feeling dissatisfied with the ambiguity, I, I went and, like, looked online to see if I had missed something. I'm like, wait, did they say what happened to Hannah? Because as far as I can tell, they don't say what happens to Hannah. Did she get arrested? Did she kill herself? Did she flee? Like, it's, you know, it's super unclear. Um, and uh, so I went looking for for answers, and I found some people who were like, this, you know, what a silly story. Like, this is just, you know, like, there's no actual substance to this. But I, I highly disagree. I found it, like, compelling in a, like, super pulpy, cheesy sort of way. I mean, it's definitely compelling, but like, if it were told as like a book, as a story, it's ridiculous and yeah, not very interesting. Yeah, it's absolutely all about the 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 database aspect of it. Like, um, so has has anyone here besides me played the uh, the Sherlock Holmes consulting detective board game? I have not. Nope. Okay. Uh, if you're if you're curious, they played it on play by play um, a couple times with like the group working together to try and solve it. Um, but it's funny because it it reminded me a lot of that. So um, consulting detective is you're given like a book of um, just like a directory of London, and you're like the the Baker Street irregulars helping out Sherlock Holmes. Uh, and you have to go, you, you basically, you hear the premise of the mystery, and then you have to go to various places and, like, decide, uh, what you want to, you know, like, who you want to talk to and where you want to go and, you know, like, sort of work out, um, just, just by, by talking to people, you have to, 
construct the narrative of what happened. And then at the end, you get, like, quizzed on what happened, and you, you know, see how well you solved the mystery. And this felt exactly like that. Like, the main mechanic is mentally reproducing the narrative, which I find really fascinating. Except the end, I guess. Because you're... You don't actually get, like, rewarded for solving it. Yeah, you you get rewarded for, like, searching well enough to find... um, To, like, find the the few clips that are, like, really definitive at the end. Yeah, and I will say, like, the rewards of this game is one of my favorite things, because you get rewarded based on how good you are, sort of. Like, if you're... If you find a good keyword, you get, like, lots of juicy information. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about the super easy way to uh, to game the search system? Yeah. Searching the title <laughs> of the game? No, um... Because searching the title of the game, the only clip is, like, the final clip where she talks about what actually happened on that night. Oh, that, yeah, that's true. I didn't, so I've got, um, I've got like a note card here with all of the words that I, not all of them, but like most of the words that I searched and also with the, um, the tap code solutions that I worked out on the back of the thing. Um, and, and I got through the narrative. I love it when games have little codes for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. And I, so I, you know, I learned enough to figure it out with, with this, note card um but so a fun thing that you can do uh if you want to watch all of the clips sequentially is you type in the word blank which every yeah every um like the user tags section each of them has the word blank in it so you type in the word blank yes and it gives you the first five clips. You watch them all in order, and then you erase the word blank, or, like, replace it with another word. And then you type, you search for blank again, and it gives you the oh, next five clips. So you can get so all of them. Cheesy. You can get Wait, all of them so in sequence. Like, in the order. Change. Yeah, you, you can, can change, you like? can change the, the, uh, user tags. tags. I see. Yeah. That would have been a, helpful. It has a, so, yeah, that's in the, that's in the readme. Did you not find the readme? I found it, but I skimmed through it. Okay, yeah. yeah, there's two there's two readmes. So the 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 conceit of the game that you're on like this old um, like police computer uh, is done through like when you get there, it's like an old desktop. It's like a Windows ninety five type thing, and there's like two little text readme files uh, on the on the desktop that you can read that tell you that are sort of like the tutorial of how to do it. Um, but yeah, no, one of them tells you that if you want to put in your own tags so that you can find things more easily later, um, you can do that. Like, I, when I found the code where she was tapping, like, I knew I would need to come back to that, so I, like, tagged it tapping. Um, so you have the ability to do that, and you have the ability to, like, save a certain number of clips as, like, clips that you want to, to record in your session that will just, like, be there in your, um, your little bar. We should mention also, it is a it is an interesting, you said like you can f- read the first five. It's an interesting thing they do where they only give you the first five search results mm-hmm. for any given search term. So if you search like I or her or something, you're not going to find a ton of clips 
because every one of them uses the word I, right? So you're only going to get the first five yeah. that use the word I. Um, and there's a, there's a, like, secret, there's some secret exploit things that they tell about, tell you about after you beat the game the first time. Uh, and one of them is you can unlock it so that you can get up to 15 results at a mm-hmm. time. Um, and the other one is you can just, there's a command to just get a random clip, which is super useful when you're down to, like, uh, there's only, like, 12 left and I just want to find them all. Yeah, that's, um, I, I use the, the, like, blank search term sort of cheat to get those last few including the ones that were just like sessions from a polygraph test that are just her saying yes and no <laughs> yeah. not super useful but interesting how, how much of the database did you uncover before you like quit the game the first time did uh, you just go all the way to the end 100% because I haven't I I mean I I've watched them all just like after sort of having solved it. I think by the time I solved it I I was over halfway through. Um mm. just because I'd watch everything that came up in a search term and my note card is like full. I could maybe write like six more words on this on this freaking note card. Um You know that so keeps a history of the words you searched, right? Yeah, but yep. I I don't like to I don't know. I found it just easier to write them down as yeah, as they fair. as they came up when I was like listening like that's a word I should search, write it down. That's a word I should search. So um yeah, it, it was more for that than for keeping track of what I had already searched. Yeah. Yeah, I used notes, but that would have been a great feature to this game. Yes, a, yeah. a notepad file like on the desktop. I I was thinking that too while I was playing it. I'm like, man, I really wish I had like a little notepad file that I could just take notes while playing the game. Same. Because yeah, I I didn't really use the um the tagging feature except to um like I wrote down the solutions to the not codes in the the respective videos. Um but other than that, I didn't really use it and I didn't really use the add to session <laughs> one either yeah, I don't I did at first and then I was like why you know like I know how to find these clips again if I need them why yeah I, like, exactly so bothering with this but and the uh... Uh, oh sorry uh, the uh, rearranging the clips on the timeline is is a pain because I tried to yeah. do that like to everything in order so oh, <laughs> yeah that's I can't recommend that it's nice of them to like make sure that she's wearing something different and distinct in each interview sessions so that you can say like okay this happened on this date and this one is definitely from this later date I think that was sort of a crucial part of it yeah um, The in the end so uh, not knowing that blank trick which is a great trick by the way <laughs> very nice um, what I did instead was when I got to the point where I had found like pretty much everything I could actually like playing the game and searching you know the the terms that I thought were relevant I just searched common words until I got things like clips I hadn't seen so like them or her or we or like we went or like things like that and that was surprisingly effective nice yeah I also did that Um, another effective thing is foreign characters because the really? game sort of flips out a bit. Interesting. Oh, does it? Hmm. I never tried that. I did it by mistake. Um, 
I got some results. Huh. With, with like umlauts and stuff? Yeah. Huh. I wonder what the, I wonder what's happening on the back end that's causing that to return results. <laughs> no idea. That's super interesting. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> But yeah, what, what what were the results, Carl? Just some random clips without the word in it. Yeah, oh, that's a, that's weird. I hmm. wonder if it like rolls around like it, you know, it, you know, if there's only like X number of searchable characters, and so it's like indexing to something else. That's an interesting. That is an interesting thing that yeah. I have not thought to try. Hmm. I'm gonna have to test this. Like, yeah, I have. I have like a, a Swedish keyboard, so I can I can test this. Nice. Um. Oh, also about the keyboard, I found a or well, found and found I. Uh, Recognized for some reason because I was playing with the headphones, so like stereo panning is pretty mm-hmm. clear. Yeah. And like, like the just typing in the uh, search search field. Um, if you if you type letters on the left side of your keyboard, they get uh, panned to the left side of your stereo image. Uh, I didn't like, notice that. How? That's a, How, that is you... a subtle. That is a subtle detail. Yeah, that's. Like, so, I yeah, I that's also like played with some... headphones, but I I didn't notice that. That's cool. That's huh. the weirdest polish thing. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Someone cared a lot about sound design. <laughs> yeah, I definitely Amazing. noticed that, and the the clicking sounds like it gives you. I don't know. It, it gives you like a, a a synthetic clicking noise whenever you click on something in the game. Which was yeah, interesting going for, to like, me. Yeah, like the old, old Windowsy type, like blocky sounds. Which is so it's weird to me. Um, so your your character who's like at the sitting at the computer is a character in the game, and they they periodically do this like super annoying jump scare thing where you'll like the lights will flicker and you'll see your reflection in like uh, the CRT monitor. Yeah, which, which creeped me out every single fucking time. But anyway, um, the uh, the Huck called right away. He's like, oh, that's probably the daughter. And I'm like, no, that can't be the daughter. Because, like, this is, you know, this takes place, like, the clips are all from, like, 1994. And looking at this computer, like, it can't be more than a few years later than this, right? Like, it can't be more than early 2000s. No one would still have a computer... You know, I'm like, that person is clearly an adult. So it would have to be, like, you know, at least modern day, like, 2014 or something. And no person in their right mind in 2014 would still use a computer this old. <laughs> nope, it totally it's, is. Except, like, at a police station or something <laughs> government-funded, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Let's talk about the other jump scare. When the chat application comes up... <laughs> That 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 terrified me in like a such an inexplicable and stupid way. I was like, "Oh no, there's other people. Oh, I'm not in a vacuum." <laughs> and then I felt really yeah, stupid. Immediately, I thought like, "Oh, there's an enemy in this game." <laughs> yeah. Uh, it reminded me a little bit of the person that you chat with in um, 
Pony Island? Pony Island, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you're like, ooh, should I trust this person? But it ends up being very innocuous. It's just the person who's like, hey, uh, so it's the person who got you access to the system, and they're like, hey, are you, are you done, done with there? the game yet? Yeah, you done yet? Do you want to, like, uh, you know, go get coffee <laughs> and talk about this? And you can type yes or no. And uh, if it's yes, you keep playing. If it's no, or if it's you know, yes, I'm ready to leave. Then you, uh, then you like end the game and play credits. If it's no, I'm not ready. Then it, uh, you know, you keep playing the game. So, which is sort of a nice touch. I, I think it's it's basically there to tell you, okay, you found it. You found like the the most important clips. Like, yeah, you can keep playing if you want, but you're you're done now. If you want to be done. <laughs> Um, another thing about like the important clips was the music, I think, because mm-hmm. I felt like every time I noticed that the music started after I was I had watched the clip, it was like something had been revealed. Like yeah, every yeah. time I was like, yeah, now I'm getting somewhere. I'm on the right <laughs> track. The the exactly. police database stock music has been activated. It's uh, it's good. I think the music cues are, are very strong, and you do feel yeah. a sense of like, aha, I am a detective uncovering things. It, yeah, it does I give you found information. Yeah, it does give you like a sense of progression that I think would have been greatly lack, or you know, I would have missed it if it wasn't there. So yeah, it, I mean, it, it feels a little goofy. It's it's a little bit of both, <laughs> you know. That's most of this game is a little bit goofy, but like. <laughs> ultimately interesting. I listened to his GDC talk and he was talking about why he had the like music cues and the pictures coming up on the screen and it was to like take the player back and sort of sort of like retune their idea of the story. Oh yeah, to like force you to like sit back and reflect on what you know so far. Yeah. I could see that. Um, I'm not sure it did. Mostly it just scared me. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, this game was creepy. There were a lot of, like, disconcerting things in it, for sure. You can turn off the, um, the scan lines. And I, uh, I think it, does yeah, it turn off the reflection off. as well? Yeah. Okay. Yes. I kept it on because, I don't know, I, I like scan lines. I think they look cool. Yeah, I kept it on because it felt more true to the intended tone of the game. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, no, I'm supposed to be searching this old-timey computer, so I'm going to keep it looking like an old-timey computer. I turned them off because I, at the end of every clip, I was like, please don't jump scare me. <laughs> I wonder if, um, if that glimpse of the reflection is, like, deliberately tied to appearing after... Uh, certain clips, or at least appearing for the first time after a certain clip, because it seemed it felt really deliberate the first time it popped up. But I don't know if that's just my mind attaching a significance to it that's not there. No, I, it felt deliberate to me too. Okay. I, I wouldn't be yeah. surprised to learn that it was at a specific point. Cool. Um, there was there was something else I was going to say about like the silliness of the content that's in there. Um, was it, was tap- it, uh, oh. Was it the song? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, it was the song. Um, yeah, so there's, there's a part, like, 
in one of the early interviews where I guess they're like interviewing Hannah for her like personal like to test her personality. Or maybe this is when it's already Eve. I don't remember. Um, but they're like, this is another like points to maybe like a multiple personality disorder type thing because they seem to be running like a battery of psychological tests on her. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things they do is just like give her a guitar and ask her to play some music, and she plays this creepy folktale about drowning her sister. Yeah, because there's another one I, I, where I think they like must have the police must have found the guitar, and she's like, "Oh no, it's not Simon's. He doesn't play." Um, and then later on, the guitar is there, and and I think Eve is playing it. Um, but th- there's another part where they ask her uh like the same question on different days and the answers that she gives are exactly the same and then later they're like mm. that's that sounded rehearsed which would make sense if it was like two people trying to corroborate their stories but yeah and she's like what do you of course it sounds rehearsed you asked me the same question twice i gave you the same answer what do you want from me um i thought the the uh, actor was great yeah, she was, she was real good. She was amazing, mm-hmm. and she was really good at portraying. Like you could tell, even from the early clips, like later on, you're like, this feels like a completely different person. Like it's the mm-hmm. same actress, but this really feels like an, a different interview with like either a a ruse of some kind has been dropped, and this is her true self, or like something significant has changed. Uh, and it does turn out that they're supposed to be different people. The yeah. only thing I had a problem with is like. The cup. Why didn't they fill it with some liquid? Because she kept drinking out of an empty cup. <laughs> she spills coffee on herself in one of the clips. And I know yeah. there's there's one clip where it's not like a styrofoam cup. It's like an actual proper glass of water. So, yeah, I feel like there's probably a lot a lot more significance in the the beverage choices that I only sort of paid attention to. Yeah, I think there's something about like they they take their coffee slightly differently. Um, that you yeah, can, like that can be there as a clue to lead you to the fact that they're different people. Mm-hmm. And and there's um, also like the pregnancy issue of like, because she does mention in one clip like, well, I've been trying to kick caffeine because I'm pregnant, but it's hard. And they say you're supposed to be able to have one. Um, and in some she drinks coffee, and in some she drinks tea, and in some she's just drinking water. So. I mean, either it's, like, to distinguish the personalities, or it's just one of those keywords that take you from one part of the game to another. Yeah, that could be it, too. Yeah, this must have been a really, like, a fascinating design challenge, because you have to have realistic-sounding dialogue while at the same time being very careful about word choice. Mm-hmm. Um, because you don't want to put in things that will accidentally send a player someplace too early... Um, and you, at the same time, you, you know, want to make sure that it all sounds plausible and, you know, that there are good results for reasonable search terms. Mm-hmm. Like, if um, I search coffee, I want to make sure that the ones where we, they talk about the different ways she takes her coffee turns up. So the dialogue has to use the word coffee. Yeah, I think I'm looking yeah, at my... You, you you give the fact that you, everything is revealed at the last bit makes it so you can sort out so when you have too many results you don't see the end 
Yeah. <clears throat> sort of helps. Yeah, I think that's a yeah. It would be it would be much more difficult to uh, to work out otherwise for sure. Mm-hmm. But even so, even even with that, um, like it's a it's a very precise dance of a writing task. Yeah. yeah. And nicely done, I would say. Yeah. Um, and and the dialogue does feel pretty realistic for the most part. Like m- maybe some of that is just the actress selling it. But it, it feels, you know, like a, an actual fragment of conversation. You know, some you sometimes you you know you would think like, oh, if I search Simon, I'm going to get a ton of results. But actually, there aren't that many conversations where she actually says his name out loud, because most hmm. of them, you know, why would you? You would just say it like he or we or you know, like you would just use the pronoun because everybody in the conversation knows what you're talking mm-hmm. about. There's a lot of also I notice like referring to him as my husband. Mm-hmm. Also, that that makes it also stand out, those few phrases. Mm-hmm. Like, you you keep recognizing certain phrases that you sort of don't get that much information about, but they mm-hmm. say it a lot. Like, they keep talking about Eric a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah they do. It doesn't, it doesn't give that much information about him. Mm. It was like, Eric Eric and Diane were two that I searched, and then also Eleanor and Doug. And I still I still have no idea who Eleanor and Doug are, and I watched <laughs> all clips pertaining <laughs> to them. They're, they're, it's like, they're are they Simon's like neighbors? Oh, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I, like, I, <laughs> okay, I must have missed that one. Um, I didn't know if they were like, like, neighbors or, or what. Okay, well, that helps. That's... Yeah. Huh. I must have been I mean, there's a lot of writing. A lot of uh, words in the because you start the game with uh, the word murder in the uh, search field already, and then you can just watch the first five clips, and there are a lot of keywords scattered in those. Yeah. To get you like started with the game, and there are like I think. Well, I wrote it down, my first four search words. First one was murder, and then I went directly to Simon, and then there was a mention of Helen, the barmaid, uh, who was blonde. Simon likes blondes. And then there was a mention about an argument, and that's like, okay, now we're getting somewhere with the actual case. Yeah. Yeah. There was an argument. What was the argument about? But then... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I thought it was super fascinating as I was, as I, once I had already figured out a bunch of the stuff and I was sort of coming back to find some of the clips I had missed, uh, I saw really clear paths that I could have taken, right? This like, oh, I, clearly if I had been more interested in searching about like Eric and the glass stuff, like mm. I could have gotten here and that would have taken me like to the mirror. Or like clearer, clearly, if I had been more interested in searching about like an affair, there's like plenty of stuff about affair and cheating, and you know like um, the wherever it was that they he went for the they went for that like romantic weekend or whatever. Like there were clearly Oxford. a lot of keywords. Yeah, Oxford. So there were like clearly a lot of uh, keywords that I could have followed to get there, and I felt like oh, here are some paths that other people must take. That I just didn't happen to take. Yeah. yeah, it'd be very interesting to see like 
uh, uh, Sam Barlow's the uh, developers um, or the designers uh, like like a tree structure of the whole thing like mm-hmm. you start with the murder and here's a sort of tree of oh, yeah, like search words yeah yeah how I'd love to see that if that exists Sam that's, please yeah that's true because I feel like um I, I feel like I've I figured it out pretty quickly and I think I just like lucked into the right combination of words that just were intriguing to me like I mean I think Simon was the first one that I searched but then like some of the earlier ones were like dollhouse and attic and um yeah. and that got yeah, me dollhouse, dollhouse yeah. and and I think I got to Florence the midwife pretty quickly and like got to it sort of from there which seems like a pretty uh especially like the attic one uh Yeah I I think I locked on to fairy tales pretty quickly which mm-hmm. also got me uh pretty quickly to uh to the to like to the oh there's a second person here and like clearly very different people yeah yeah Florence was sort of what sort of made everything clear for me yeah I was like going around not knowing much and then heard Florence and then was pretty much over yeah I wonder how many people just, like, as a lark, search the title of the game as one of their first searches and then just get immediately to the end. Yeah. Because I... Because I, I search her and I search story. But not her bit. story. But not yeah. her story. Because the, the clip starts with Eve saying her story is that, you know, she came home and he was standing there and, like, she tells the whole story about, like, the thing with the mirror shard and cutting his neck and, like, all that stuff. And I'm like... That's the end game. Like that is pretty much the last clip. Yeah, I think there was another another clip of uh, Eve talking about about Florence and about talking about reading her diaries, and uh, she says like, you know, I read her diaries and I found out her story or something like that. And I was like, oh, this is this is an important clip right here. <laughs> yeah. So search the title of the game, you basically win immediately. Yeah. Um, but it's, but, you know, none of us did that, apparently. Yeah. No, no. So. I think I, I still have, like, 25% of the clips uh, unseen, so. I think I found the ending at about that point, at about, like, a 75% mark. Um, But then I kept going because I wasn't, I thought there were more details that I could find that I didn't, that I never ended up finding. Because I really wanted to find out, I, I was like, okay, this isn't really solved until I find out what actually happened to Hannah. So I kept looking mm-hmm. for that and looking for that, and as far as I can tell, it's not in there. Yeah, um, I don't so think I it still is. Have, there's still, like, maybe 10, 12 or so clips that I haven't seen, but I've seen most of them at this point. Yeah. And I think, I mean... I mean I... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Um, I was gonna say. Uh, I think I like got to the end, as it were, like some time after exhausting half of the database, and mm-hmm. then I I got back to the game later and was like, okay, let's. I I need to find out more about stuff. 
something like that to like 75% or something. And then I was just like, I don't know what to search anymore. I don't know what I'm missing. Yeah. Blank, apparently. Yeah. And and honestly, doing the blank thing, like it is, it is a cheat, but we've all, you know, like I, I got to the, figuring it out point before I did that obviously yeah. uh, I think I think it is worth doing because it gives you all of the clips in chronological order mm-hmm. which is really um, it, it really sort of solidifies the narrative or at least as much of the narrative as as they give us um, yeah as much as I do like getting things out of order I love I love stories that are out of order that sort of make you work for it mm-hmm. so yeah yeah, that was that was pretty fascinating. Um, there was one more thing I was gonna say about really about Eve. She was creepy as heck. It was a really interesting character. Um, nope, I don't remember what it was, so it can't have been that important. I mean, you would be an interesting character if you um, were a secret. If you were a living living a secret life as it were yeah I suppose that's as right. a double yeah I I mean I came out of it actually feeling a lot of sympathy for Eve so I don't know what that says about me but like the fact that she sort of had this uh, I guess like this pact with with Hannah and then Hannah kind of fucked it for 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 Eve I guess not so much for herself but kind of like broke the rules I guess is yeah. sort of how she phrases it like man that sucks yeah <laughs> yeah Eve's, Eve's life is pretty rough although she's also like clearly a little bit psychotic um, yeah like she's she's the sort of person who like I wouldn't be surprised to find like murdering small animals you know like yeah um, but yeah, I did ultimately mostly feel sympathy for her. She's and she's the mother of your player character. Yeah. In the end, because uh, she's also the to... interesting one. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um, the the theory that I read, because um, I was uh, again I was reading up on people's theories of like what actually is happening, uh, and the one where they're like actually uh, alternate personalities. Um, I really like the theory that, like, Simon realized that they were the same person, and he was trying to help them realize that by giving them these mirrors. Um, so that, you know, they, they could look in the mirror and, like, recognize, like, you're actually the same person, just look. And that was, like, his way of subtly trying to hint to them and, like, help them discover that they were the same person. <laughs> Which I think is a cool theory. That's a little bit of a roundabout way of going going about it. I feel like if you were like if you were like her husband or the, you know the spouse of somebody in this situation, uh, maybe maybe doing the roundabout way is not the best uh, approach. Maybe you should just have them committed or like take them to a doctor for professional help, and then you yeah, wouldn't end up getting Eve, murdered. <laughs> but you Eve, know, Eve might have killed him if he had tried that though. Like, yeah. I could see her. I could see her flipping out over that. Well, I guess Hannah was the one who flipped out. Oh, I remember what I wanted to ask. Um, so you guys. So who all solved the uh, the tap code? Who went looking for the tap code? I did. I did. <laughs> okay. okay. So everybody went looking for the tap code. Um, 
So the first one is Love You, where she's like has her head down, and that's presumably Hannah talking to Eve. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one is Eve explaining the tap code, and I couldn't. I was trying to listen real closely, and I could not tell whether the message was by Hannah or bad Hannah. I have I have it as uh, B Y D, and then yeah, Hannah. That's what so I, I don't. Too. Yeah, so that's I don't. What I got as well. I don't know if that's like a. Let me actually let me just Google and see if that's like a common acronym. No, I think uh, it's just a mistap. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a mistap, but I think it could either be bad Hannah or by Hannah, both of which are like interesting in different ways. Yeah. Yeah. I I interpret it as by Hannah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was one tap off from by Hannah. Yeah. So. Okay. Interesting. I was really hoping for more. More codes. More tap code? Yeah. They they don't actually do anything necessary with that. Like, you can still get everything perfectly well without figuring out the tap code, which I understand is reasonable. Like, they can't, you can't assume that your players are gonna go search the tap code, but it was fun to do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, when I searched searched it, I didn't search for like, her story specific tap codes. I just went like, uh, what are like the simple, simple communication code things? Yeah. So I searched that on Google or something, and then there was like, was it called the prison tapping go? Yeah, code? Or the tap code or knock code. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I think in the game she explicitly refers to it as a knock code. And then I looked it up, and and it took me to tap code, yeah. Which that's is right. which is, um, I mean, apparently we all arrived at the same, the same uh, solution Wiki to the article. code. Yeah, probably. So. Yeah, um, it's it's fun. Like little activities like that are fun, and that's that really increases the feeling of like detective work when you oh, have yeah. to actually go and get an outside resource and look something up. Like it makes me like breaks. The narrative, sort of. Because it feels out of place. At least to me. I guess it depends depends on how much you're thinking of the story as taking place in the real world or not. Um, Which, granted, this is a very far out story that it's easy to not think of as like a real thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I I did not find the code at first because we were convinced it was Morse code. And we were like, oh, this is going to be so hard. Because, like, how are we supposed to tell what are the dots and what are the dashes? And how are we supposed to tell where the pauses are? And, uh, exactly. It's just, it's I was like, crazy. maybe, yeah, I was like, maybe one of the hands is dots and the other hand is dashes. Uh, and mm-hmm. so we, like, we, we looked a little bit and then we're like, no, this is too hard. Uh, and we gave up on it a while. And then we found the other clip where she explicitly says it's the knock code. And then we're like, oh, <laughs> man, now we can find it. And then we very eagerly went and looked it up. Yeah, I uh, I saw the first the first clip where she says, um, love you. And I was like, uh, my first thought also was Morse code. Um, and I sort of filed that away for, like, future reference until until I saw the second clip and was like, ah, I need to <laughs> interpret this. Yep. Uh, this is like, it's making me... <laughs> Like try to think of other uh, excuses to put secret secret codes in games, and it's like, what what could you do? Could you have like a a random character in the background of scenes of your game, like doing semaphore for like literally no purpose? <laughs> like that would be that would be 
Interesting. That, that would be the Beatles. Yeah. <laughs> does does that imply that they they both assumed that the other would be or could be watching the footage from the cameras? Uh, yeah, that, that's sort of why. I mean, it sort of makes sense if they're the same person. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Because I mean, in, in the second code, um, or the second clip. I mean, it seems like it was almost more of just, like, this is an example of what the code is. Um, yeah. But there is actually a message in there. And the first one, I just... Because it was clear she wasn't actually being interviewed. Like, she was waiting for the detective to come in. And, like, it, it seemed more like just a response to, like, psychological stress. Mm-hmm. Um, at least that's how I sort of interpreted it. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess I never, I never really I considered. I guess it could just be something that she was used to tapping out, like that she had tapped out a bunch before. Yeah. And so it was like a nervous tick or something. But I don't know. It's she. She also earlier in that scene like asks the policeman if the like camera is recording. Mm-hmm. Which to me feels a little weirdly premeditated. You know what I mean? Yeah, there there are a couple clips. Uh, I didn't find either of the like. I think there's two clips where she asks if if the camera's recording, uh, and I didn't find any of them until I like went through sort of methodically and found every every clip that I'd missed. It's sort of like the polygraph uh, sequences. Um, yeah, those were those were interesting to me, and I didn't I didn't take much time to really read into them, but I I did notice those in there. So, I guess additional question, do you think this is, this sort of narrative format is like a one-shot thing that was a cool experiment but would not really work as a as a larger genre, or is this something that you'd like to see other people attempt more games in? Uh, I think, I'm, I don't think it's strong enough to hold up as a genre. I think you can make, like, a couple of games like this. Like, it's... It's really the... The, the detective work that makes it that. Yeah. Like, I could see... I could see this being, um... A part of a larger game that is focused around solving a mystery. Honestly, I'll be completely honest. I, uh, had no interest in playing this game, uh, prior to you know, having to play it for the podcast just because I, mostly knowing the limits of my own attention span. And um, <laughs> it's interesting for games with little interaction, which is like what this is and what a lot of visual novels are. It's really easy for me to play, play air quotes, a visual novel, because like reading gives you that uh, cognitive engagement. But watching video clips is like one of the things that I just <laughs> I cannot maintain focus on my attention just dissipates immediately I can't like watch a TV show by myself because I'll miss entire episodes and I can't <laughs> watch a movie by myself like I I basically only watch movies like with with my boyfriend because he will notice when I stop paying attention and he'll like like pay attention <laughs> like, so I, I was like hesitant to play this game just because I didn't I didn't think I would be able to focus on it but the clips were like short enough that it 
that it yeah, works for some me. of them are like five seconds long. Uh, so, so yeah, no, I'm I'm glad that it was structured in a way that I could like take it in. I guess. I mean, I I did stop caring about some clips, and I like longer clip. I started like fast forwarding. Read. Yeah. Or like the 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 song. I I listened to it all, but yeah. I um, wish I could have skipped it. You probably could have. Didn't have it. Yeah, I guess I could have. You don't know that at the time, though. So. Um. Oh, you mean like for story reasons? Yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah. I thought, like, mechanically, yes, you can skip everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you don't know what's going to be important and what exactly. isn't. Yeah. So, um, the... I got distracted about... I'm I'm getting, like, really easily distracted today. That's probably a bad sign, because um, I have to do more of this. We were talking about whether this would work, like, on a larger scale. Um, I think it's really telling that this and, like, the other game that reminds it... that reminds me of it the most are both mystery games because I think this mechanic inherently feels like based on is, is based on discovery and is based on piecing something together and like building a larger understanding of it mm -hmm. so there's like only so many narratives for which that mechanic is appropriate you know what I mean yeah um, I think I think another factor is like this is an interesting story and if it wasn't an interesting story, this wouldn't work at all. <laughs> so, mm. I mean, like, is it an interesting story? I think it is. Yeah, I think like, it is. It, it took me like very little time from the beginning to completely steer off from like getting to the goal or the end, and I was just like completely just trying to find out more about the the uh, person. Mm -hmm. Or about her story, if you like. Yeah. <laughs> I but think I, the interest actually comes from, like, it comes from the mechanics, not from the narrative. Well, for me, it was both. I think. I think it's. Um, I think you couldn't have, for mechanics like this, it's very hard to have a subtle story, because if it's too easy to miss pieces of it and to like not get the nuance and it's and it's very hard to to understand nuance if it's not told to you in the proper order so the narratives that this lends itself to are these sort of like pulpy over the top like really weird stuff with like really strong um and obvious story beats mm -hmm. um and it, if that's not your jam in terms of stories um, I mean, you know, like, like I said, I think like that's what that's what these mechanics do well. Yeah, I, I mean, so. we they literally gave us the parlor scene and like <laughs> explained everything to us, and I think it would have been impossible to come to any real conclusions without without that mm -hmm. being spelled out for us at some point. You know, you have to get to it on your own, but at least they do give it to you. Yeah. Um. 
So wait, I think wait, it's... what's the parlor scene? What, uh, what are we talking about? Oh, the parlor the story clip. Yeah, it's it's like the the concept of uh, in a mystery story where like I, I guess we'll say Sherlock Holmes. It seems like a pretty Sherlock Holmes thing. Like explains to everyone in the parlor like who the murderer is and oh, how yeah, they did the murder. Cool. Yeah. So okay. So yeah, that's. Possibly, possibly more of an Agatha Christie thing. Possibly that's like a Poirot kind of. Yeah, that's that's. Yeah, yeah, that makes uh, more sense actually. Uh, one I, of I, you in this room is a murderer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. I suppose you're wondering why I called you all here. You know. God, it's like the episode uh, of Star Trek where uh, Data goes into the holodeck to solve Sherlock Holmes mysteries, and he solves it literally in like the first five seconds because he's read all the books. <laughs> That was a good episode, by the way. I've been watching TNG lately. <laughs> was this, like, the last interview, was that a response to the lie detector? Because, like... Yeah, so there's... Or how, how do they actually find out there's two people? I think, well... Because I remember... He tells them as part of it. Yeah, basically, like, they hook up to a lie detector test... Yeah, but why would Eve tell her? Well, the um, thing the thing is, uh, Anna's apparently gone already, and she's not worried anymore. Whatever that yeah. actually means. Uh, there there was a clip where um, they're like ostensibly telling her about the polygraph results, and she's like, "Oh, the only question I got wrong was that my name is is Hannah Smith." That's funny. Your polygraph is super accurate, and then she goes on to. Uh, explain everything I think later on in that scene I, I I guess they it seems like they sort of suspect you know that that there's two different people at play so then they bring her in for the polygraph and then she explains it to them because I mean the only reason Eve would be at the interview even is to try and save Hannah yeah she but she seems unconcerned about being arrested um, she she like throws barbs at them a couple times of like, oh you're gonna arrest me now really on you know like you don't have any evidence or you know stuff like that. Yeah. Um, you don't have a murder she, weapon which I yeah. told you about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and she seems she seems pretty like self assured that whatever happened to Hannah wherever she is she's not gonna get caught because she explains that like. They the the whole reason they put the body in the basement was because they wanted to be investigated and have um, suspicion thrown off of them because it was like for the good of the baby, mm-hmm. um, and she's very like she's never nervous or like uncertain about her her future or Hannah's at any point in that last interview. So either she's just like a, a psycho who doesn't know how to feel those emotions. Um, or she's confident that she and or Hannah will not end up in jail. But that's silly because, like, she confessed, you know, she told him what happened. And even though Eve didn't murder, I mean, I guess you could say it was like, you could either call it like a crime of passion or like manslaughter because she didn't actually mean to kill him. Either way, even if, you know, she knows that she didn't, kill him, she could still get arrested for obstruction of justice because they hid the body together. Like, I I mean, maybe, I don't know. I don't know how, like, 
what 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 English laws are. <laughs> I'd assume they're oh, yeah, pretty similar. Um, I keep forgetting that this is supposed to take place in the UK. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would imagine that the rules uh, revolving around murder are probably not super different across most yeah. cultures, but... Uh, I, eh. I thought for the longest time that uh, in, when that interview happened that Hannah had already been arrested. Yeah. Um, and so, like, they were just getting all the final details out of Eve. But then it seemed like they implied that Hannah hadn't been caught. So I it's un I'm super unclear. Same. So ambiguity. That's part of this sort of storytelling is they want you to piece stuff together, but some of the stuff, you know, can be pieced together in multiple ways. And you don't actually hear the questions. You only hear the answers. Yep. Which, Man, yeah, if you heard the questions, <laughs> if you heard the questions, the game would be so much easier. <laughs> yeah. Because presumably the... you would hear all the the cops' suspicions as part of that. Yeah, I mean, what, what part of the game, or, or part part of what made me like really really enjoy the game was, uh, or enjoy the game and the story was that it was ambiguous. Because like I didn't care that much about like getting to the right one correct answer. At uh, once I realized that there probably isn't one. I was just then I just dwelled into the story and um, like keeping both options open. Like if there are one person or two people, whichever. Yeah, I was. I was pretty concerned with it when I thought that there was information out there that existed that I was missing. Mm. Um, but once once I figured out that, like, okay, I have all the information that's relevant, then I'm like, okay, well, it's it's fine if there's multiple interpretations for that information as long as there's, like, not some big chunk that's, that's missing out there somewhere. Yeah, right. so, so you were, like, driven to find the one true answer, but once you realized there wasn't one, you were like, oh, all right. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I mean, this is essentially a, a narrative about sort of playing with your imagination and like forming a picture mm-hmm. and trying to make it clearer and clearer. Yeah. yeah. And also about reflection in multiple senses of the word. Yeah, 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 mirrors. Spooky, <laughs> spooky reflections. Also the the um also the, Yeah. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> the um, Are you talking about the mini game? Yeah, the mini game that you <laughs> find in the trash the trash folder. Which is uh yeah. I think that's just like a re reskin of I think the game is called Othello. I and yeah. I I don't yeah. actually know necessarily how it works specifically. I get the gist of it, but yeah, on the on the little like Windows ninety five screen, there's a little recycling bin, and if you check inside the recycling bin, there's a little Othello game, and there's an achievement if you can get a tie in the Othello game. Yeah, I didn't bother with that. Yeah, neither did I. But yeah, it, a lot of things that sort of tied together. Yep, it's a game about reflection and things constantly like swapping back and forth so that it seemed like everything was going one way and then suddenly everything changes and it's actually a different way. Mm-hmm. So it's a very good I'm, narrative. Like they, uh, got, they got really cheesy with it sometimes. 
the the metaphors you mean? Yeah. The whole mirror metaphor and the like Rapunzel. Palindromes and. Oh yeah, palindromes. Yeah. They're same backwards as forwards. And... Her name is Hannah. Her name's Eve. Simon wanted to name their daughter uh, Ava, which is also a palindrome, and she shot it down because she didn't want she didn't want it to be a palindrome name. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. That was that was actually one of the ways that we skipped early on. Um, is that we came across a clip where she says that her name is a palindrome, and we came across the clip with the apple, with the tattoo, and Huck's like, it's got to be Eve. The name mm. has to be Eve because it's a palindrome name, and there's an apple and a snake. And so we searched Eve, and it was like one of our really early clips. And so we found a lot of the like end interview. Oh damn! Probably before we were supposed to. Damn! Why? Oh, why? <laughs> Why isn't he, like, a detective? He's <laughs> knocking it out of the park with these guesses. Jeez. Like I said, we were, uh, you know, we played a lot of Sherlock, and it's it's yeah. all this, so we're kind of used to this kind of narrative deduction <laughs> at this point. That's funny. That's really great. Huh. And, uh, how'd you find uh, playing the game uh, with another person? Uh, like, it's, I think it's, I think it's a good way to do it. Um, yeah, I thought so, too, because I've I've uh, recommended it to a friend, and I don't, I don't think he's taken it up yet. But I thought that this would be a great game to get someone who doesn't really play games that much to, like, experience yeah, this because, sort of thing. Because the primary mechanic is constructing the narrative, and that doesn't require you to be the one holding the mouse. Right, yeah, exactly. like there's a lot of games where like if you're not the person holding the controller, it's like not interesting for you. Um, but playing this game is about asking questions and thinking and trying to tell a coherent story, which you can do with any number of people. <laughs> and in fact, the more people you have, the more angles you're likely to see it from because different people will have different ideas and will latch on to different sort of keywords and thoughts. Yeah, exactly. Now and just... they might notice things like like tattoos or maybe more subtle things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And no. you would miss. Now I'm just thinking about like a room full of drunk college students playing this game together. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> Throw her in jail. Yeah. Um I would love to, I would love to see like be... somebody do a YouTube let's play of that. That would be an yeah, that would be an interesting way of uh play with a room full of drunk... I mean, I guess it doesn't have to be drunk college students. That's just, like, the first place my mind went. Of like, the hot new party game of 2018 yep. is her story. <laughs> or drunk <laughs> drunk game design students. Yeah. Old folks home. Um, yeah, that'd be awesome. You could. I mean, you could easily turn this game into a drinking game. Probably, <laughs> just based on, like, certain keywords or, like... Sip, sip for new clips that haven't been seen before. Yeah, sip for new clips, or like, like, is her hair up or down? Drink if her hair is down. <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. Take a drink for shoulder pads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hmm. But interesting game. I I would like to see. I would like to see more games done in this kind of experimental way. I don't know necessarily this particular style, because again, I think like this will be good for a, a handful of confined narratives that like meet the specifications that work well with this mechanic. Um, 
but I love it when things do like narrative in a weird experimental way. <laughs> experimental formats. Yeah, especially when they put it out of order. Mm-hmm. I don't understand it. Why would you put like the plot twist right at the end? In such an open-ended game. What does it bring to the game? Closure, I guess? Yeah, but... You mean the witch plot twist? The one where she might actually be one person? Oh, that one? Oh, the the main character reveal? Yeah. I don't know if that's really a plot twist. Um, I think it's more meant to be kind of a... I think it's meant to be like a... A sort of, you know, like a denouement closure kind of thing. Like, again, to like bring you out and kind of reflect on, like give you a sense of distance from the story. Like, oh, like I'm an adult and I'm this, I am this child, so therefore it must be this many years since this happened. And that kind of gives you like some distance and perspective and, and encourages you to reflect. I think, I mean, it also gives you a more concrete explanation as to why you're searching around in this database in the first place. Like, with that, without that specific reason, there's not really any good explanation as to why you would be digging around in these files specifically. So... If you're bored. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it, it gives you sort of a framework. Uh, yeah, you don't, you don't need that justification, because plenty of games don't bother yeah. to justify, like, the player character. But it's that doesn't mean it's not a... that it's, you know, like, a bad thing to have it, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you could be a journalist of some sort, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I guess it doesn't matter, like, who who it ends up being as long as there is some kind of reasoning for it, I guess is my point. So, yeah, you could have been a journalist, like, writing about weird, uh, unsolved slash solved slash semi-solved mysteries from the 90s. <laughs> From way back. Way back in the nineties. The ancient times. <laughs> Ye olden I days. Know, I don't know why I thought it like had to be I guess it's it's showing my age that I feel like the nineties was really recently. Um I don't I know, know why right? I felt yeah. like, oh man, if the computer's from the nineties it must have been like a long time ago. It's like no actually if it's in, you know, twenty fourteen then she's like you know, t- what, twenty two? <laughs> like like oh, oh okay yeah um I, I don't know and all the stuff about like Princess Diana I was like oh man I remember that <laughs> that was that was a big deal man hmm anyway. interesting game yeah I am I am glad we played it yeah um, we are actually yeah. gonna be playing our next game uh, also has sort of some weird narrative stuff uh, do we have anything left to say? about her story before we jump into it? No? Closing remarks? We all good? Kelsey, tell us better. Yeah, so our next game uh, we will be playing is Doki Doki Literature Club, which is a riff on a romantic visual novel and... I guess that's all I should really say about it because it's one of it's it's similar to this game in that if you talk about it before you've played it, you're really ruining the experience for people who haven't played it. And at this point, you know, if you don't know the the deal 
with Doki Doki Literature Club. Uh, I guess you're lucky because it seems like every, <laughs> it seems like everybody has talked about it. So it seems yeah, like it's... I I spoiled myself real hard, and the thing was, I had absolutely no interest in playing this game until I spoiled the game real hard for myself. So like, and then I'm like, oh, actually, that does sound like something I would want to play. Yeah. So um, I'm play it. Yeah, so we're going to play it. Doki Doki Literature Club. It's on Steam for the low, low price of uh, free. So. Yep. So have at it, friends. Play it. Let us know what you think. And, uh, yeah, come back and and guest. Yeah. Because, as you can see, we like having guests with us. Definitely. One hundo percent. Maz, do you do you recommend the experience of being a guest? Yes, totally. Oh, thank God. <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> do it, everybody. Get in line. Yeah. Yeah, That's make a risky question to ask. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, make us actually have to like make like choose between who comes up we I mean we won't. We'll unless there's like six people who want to come on the episode at once. Uh that's not gonna happen, but yeah. Make yeah, us come. make us work for it. I guess I, I don't know. <laughs> come come be a guest on the show and talk about this because this is this is bound to be a super fascinating experience. Uh, this play, so and it's free. So if you know yeah. nothing about it, good, play it and then come talk about it with us. It's it's honestly it's not even that long to play through it. One, let me. Uh, it's probably like a few hours. Oh, I guess it's not in my list anymore because I uninstalled it. Uh, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's not that long for a visual novel. For like one, one playthrough. So, yeah. Alright. Doki Doki Literature Club. Just Coming to say you it in again. two weeks. Okay. Uh, what's next on the agenda? We usually do plugs at this point. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Hello, I'm Kelso at Kelso Time Bomb on Twitter. I do the podcast. I have an art Twitter at K Time Bomb Art. That's about it. The cat is <laughs> sitting in my lap. The cat is Fliffo and has been very vocal today. Yeah. Do you have uh? What projects are you working on, Kitty? I'm trying to trying to get out of my lap is what he's doing. I was say project of getting pets. Yeah. Um. I am Kyla Fury, aka Cage Tiger. I am at Kyla underscore Go on Twitter. Um, I do a weekly uh, Let's Play type stream, um, twitch.tv slash Cage Tiger, spelled with a K. Uh, currently, I am playing uh, Secret of Mana co-op with my husband. Uh, and we are we are experiencing it for the first time, and that is a hard game, y'all. <laughs> We spent we spent basically the latter half of the stream today like trying to get like three rooms into this dungeon and having keep we kept having to like leave and heal and try again. Mm. But we're we're steadily making our way through it. It's a it's a fun time. Come come hang out with us and keep us company while we attempt these things. Nice. I'm at Skedfree on Twitter. Yeah. He has no extracurriculars. Uh, Maz, how can people find you? Well, I'm I'm on Twitter still, 
Uh, and uh, yeah, um, at uh, Mass Delta, that is M A Z Delta. But yeah, I'm 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 around. I'm hanging around stuff on the internet. <laughs> yeah, come say hi. Nice. All right. Excellent. Well, we have successfully done another episode of the podcast. Thank you for joining us, everybody. Yeah, and uh, thank you, guest Mez Delta, for also joining us. Yeah, thanks thank for coming. You, yeah, it's good to have guests. We enjoy it. Uh, yeah. See everybody in two weeks. Two weeks with the Doki Doki Literature Club. We'll see you guys then. Bye. 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 Bye.